Welcome, our virtual water cooler friends, to the 25th episode of Into the Filmverse. What is Into the Filmverse, you ask? Well, that is a great, magnificent question. It is a podcast where we cover all type of uh, films, news, and uh, film punditry, and just anything we want to talk about in uh, the world of cinema. Um, and it's hosted other than, none other, but my lovely friend, Bryce Payne. Wow. And me, myself, Mitchell Chandler. Uh, and today we are discussing breaking film news, the new releases of The Father, Sound of Metal, Cherry, and various content we watch throughout the week. And, of course, Nicholas's Cage, Vampire's Kiss. Thanks to our uh, good old friend, Micah Grubbs, who... Who dipped on us, so now we, get it, we had yeah. to suffer through it by ourselves. He found out he's going to Saudi Arabia, so I guess thank you for being a troop, and th- thank you to our troops out there. Um, he's a part of the Air Force. So, we appreciate you, but, uh, yeah. How, you left how us to suffer. You, you left us to suffer alone. <laughs> Uh, if you want to see our views for anything we talk about today and get our thoughts on other movies, be sure to join us on Letterboxd, the social network for film lovers. Uh, Bryce, where can people follow you at? You can follow me on Instagram at Pain Love Cinema. You can find me on Twitter at Sanguine Films and Letterboxd at Pain Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. Beautiful. And then I am on Letterboxd there at Mitch Reviews, and that's with uh, Mitch with the Y, so M-Y-T-C-H. Okay, so uh, before we dive into our weekly movie watches, we're going to go off the top with some recent movie news. Um, at this point in time, the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier has come out. Uh, we talk about those a week later, so if you're wondering why we're not talking about that, that's why a little bit of movie magic, we record our podcast before they come out. So Yeah, we haven't got to see it yet, so... Exactly, but soon we, though. <laughs> but we'll talk. Yeah, well, so we'll talk about the first episode next week there, um, and that'll be super exciting. And also, um, this this weekend coming out is Zack Snyder's Justice League. But what we do get to talk about some movie news. Uh, Venom two pushed to September of twenty twenty one. God damn it! God damn it is right. I'm On the so bright tired. side though, if it is connected to the MCU under Venom two, then at least we'll see Spider Man in December. <laughs> Yeah, good point, actually. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, we talked, like, last week or week before about Fast 9 moving to NDAs. Um, moving <laughs> <laughs> moving to that same date that Venom's on. So it's not a surprise that it moved. It just sucks. Cause <laughs> Who's going to be top? Like, well, it's going to be Venom, hopefully, because NDAs. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Fast 9 doesn't make a lot of money because of the fan base around it, but... You know, that film was just a whole lot of beep NDAs. Okay, uh, so Venom 2 uh, was pretty... Uh, I'm excited for it, obviously. Obviously. Everything uh, I went to trailer, though. Come on, boys. Spider-Man already had, like, announcements. They we already did. got trailers for half the other shit. Come on. Come on. Give it to me. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, just some more movie news of those pushing. Um, wow. So, we'll get to that uh, eventually. Hopefully, it stays on the September release date. We're locked in there. Um, don't have to worry about that. I know that Disney said that they're going to still push for that May 7th release for uh, Black Widow. Yeah, I saw that too. I think they said that they're keeping their options open. If they change it, just release it on Disney Plus, man. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I will literally stop caring. Yeah. I, I'm I like just, just well, fucking pay for it. You know I don't what? care. Here's the thing. If they move it, I think some people are theorizing that if they do move it, I don't know if there's any, any actual basis on this, but if they would move it, they'd move it to June, like late June. I don't fucking care. I'll pay so the thirty dollars. I'll pay the thirty dollars to watch on Disney Plus. I don't care. Like that's no, I would too. But <laughs> really, like, what's the point? That's moving it next month, and then your marketing is all f- fricked up again. Yeah, all those it's posters and shit you fucking made, and now they don't matter. Exactly. So I'm hoping they stick to the date. We'll we'll see. I mean, we're getting we're getting close now. So about month and a half away. Yeah, not that halfway, so we'll see. Um, so Avatar became the number one movie of all time again. That's not Avatar The Last Airbender. Cause, well, I don't know why anyone would think that because it's not a movie. Actually, Hey, was. I was like, it is. M. Night Shyamalan made one. Let's forget that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so Avatar with uh, the blue people. Um, 
that became number one movie all the time, but doesn't matter. Not really because they're both Disney. Because it was held by Avengers Endgame, and then they re- Avatar re-released in China, and uh, got that box office up over there to be. You know how the box one. office in China was enough to make Avatar number one again, but yet here in the states we don't have shit open. <laughs> oh my god! Right. Yeah, I mean, actually, it's starting to come back up. They, a lot of California things have started back to open up again. I think some New York ones have. It's get, but looking very positive. Looking very positive. Let's hope our, cross our fingers. Hope everybody, uh, you know, stays with their mask on throughout the rest of this this final bit here, as we can hopefully get some sort of normalcy back. Come on, cinema, come back to me. I miss you. I know, I know. Just I'm I'm holding out hope. <laughs> um. Okay. So this is the fun part of this segment. Um. So Oscars released nom- their nominations. Um. For well, all their rankings, but uh, Best Picture is per- the one we're going to talk about in particular here today. Yeah, I really don't need to go into costume design. I don't pay enough attention to that normally. Uh, I, I like going into some of them. I'm going to mention off the top here, and I, I, I probably mentioned a few times throughout, like not just this one, but this episode. But um, <laughs> here comes I the don't, rant. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get too mad about it. I've, I've made my peace with it. I think I, I, I ranted to you enough. Um, All <laughs> fucking year. I know. I don't think the Oscars is like a good idea to happen this year mostly because it's just like every time you have like a film or if you're nominated to win this year because you didn't have so much competition because of the theaters were closed down there's gonna be an asterisk next to, next to your movie that you won and it just it just feels unfair to not only the movie fans for like having less competition for these other other films but even to the the directors like they're putting out these films and they're like it wasn't an Oscar. Oh, yeah, but it was in 2021, so it doesn't really count because there was no film to compete against it. It's okay, guys. Mitchell's just a negative person. I'm not a negative person. How do you see that? No, <laughs> he doesn't want me to be happy. Never. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, besides that point, I, I do want to – I watched all of the Oscar films, and even though I, I had my um, apprehensions about whether or not they should have it or not – I do want to be able to talk about it and, and and be part of the conversation regardless because I've been talking about them for a year now and every single time I talk about it he's like but I get salty. but 2020 and I'm like fucking Oscars I don't care don't worry <laughs> I, I do get salty each time but but I I try to remain positive as best I can um, and so um, these are the films that came out for Best Picture winners um, they are so um, Mank Nomadland. Minari, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Trial of Chicago 7, The Father, The Sound of Metal, and Promising Young Woman. And um, so, we are going to each go through and say what our ranking of the films were. Um, Bryce, I will have you go first. Alright, now you're going to notice some little bit of differences between me and Mitchell's ranking. A little bit. Uh, I like better films than he does. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, okay, so in first place, I'm really pushing for No Man Land. It's got a lot of praise. I think that it's a solid pick. Second place is Minari. I love that movie, too. <laughs> also, the screening was pretty cool. So, uh, Sound of Metal is third. That's the last. No, not the last. Sound of Metal, I watched with my wife, and we both loved it. Uh, the fourth place is The Father, a great film about dementia, Alzheimer's, whatever. It's so powerful. It's so good. The fifth place is Promising Young Woman. A little bit of a shock to see it nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> Did not expect it, so it was kind of cool to see that. It's one of those films that you wouldn't expect to be in the Best Picture category. Yeah, dude, I saw it was nominated. I was like, I'm shocked, but you, I'm surprised and in pleasantly. A, in a full year, this would not have come out, would not have been in there. That one in particular. Because the rest of these, I can see why they would be in there. Yeah, right? that one's like an outlier for me. I'm like, I, I kind of get it, but it's weird. I would say maybe The Trial of Chicago 7. I don't know about that one. Like, if they that, had a full year, I don't know if some of these films would, would be as strong as, as what I've seen in the past. That's fair, yeah. And, okay, sorry, uh, Number six, The Trial of Chicago 7. <laughs> right, exactly. 
And uh, number seven in Judas and the Black Messiah. Probably a little bit of backlash on that, but I just didn't enjoy it as much as the other ones above it. No, it's definitely fair. And number eight is Mank, which I hated. So Yeah, it seems like a lot of people actually love Mank. And I'm I, like, fucking Hollywood. Mank and Citizen Kane, I just don't get Every cinema buff is literally like, it's a movie about Hollywood. It's so good. And I'm like, bro, you got to look past that. Maybe eventually like, I'll, I'll take some more film classes and I'll learn something about Citizen Kane that I'm just not looking at from this from a certain perspective, but it just does not work for me. But Mitchell, that's mine. We'll go, we'll go into more in some of these when you yeah. yours. So this is my ranking of the Best Picture uh, nominees for the 2021 Oscars. Uh, in first place, I have The Father. It's um, amazing that you, this was so powerful for you. I don't know. Like, I've just never... Okay, because you always talk about... A, well, I'll get into it in a little bit. But, the, but that film, just particularly the way it was shot and how it played out, I just... It's like something I hadn't experienced before. Yeah, we, we get to go more in depth than that in the actual, like, what we watched. Because right. we both watched exactly. that the last week. Um, in second place, I have Promising Young Woman. Again, you know, when we uh, when we saw this, I didn't really remember what it was. I think we talked about that when we actually talked about it on the podcast. Right. And leaving the theater, I was like, holy fucking shit, that movie was so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, uh, it was. it's not even just the uh, how good it, like the regular part of the film was. It's just that ending. That last three-fourths is just so, like, ballsy for what Unexpected. I've seen. Yeah, Unexpected, yeah. You're like, whoa, you guys really went there. Cool. I know, I know, like, I put it in second place just personally. I know it's not going to, like, I, I don't think you would even be up there in a discussion for second place. But that's personally, just where I, yeah. I personally, exactly. Because, um, you know, what we think the film should be is different than what I think other people will vote, you know? Oh, yeah, I, I 100% think that uh, the Oscars are really going to be pushing for Mink. Because it's Hollywood, and they love movies about Hollywood. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit and see. I'll, I'll let you know uh, talk about which ones we think Oscars will put uh, in first. But uh, third place, I have The Trial of Chicago 7. Um, fourth is you, Sound of Metal. Do you even really remember Trial of Chicago 7? You know, I don't. But I just the only, the only reason I put it in third place is because I just see what I ranked it. And it was above, and like I just saw that it ranked above that one, like just so I was like, <laughs> ah, I guess I have to put it there because it ranks. Um, the fourth one I put Sound of Metal, but I don't know why. It's one of those films that like the more you sit with it and like let it just like you know be with you, that is the one that kind of just like resonates with me the most. We'll talk about that more too because I got some things to say about that, but oh that, God, that's yeah. part of the thing. <laughs> um, and then in fifth place, I put Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, you know what's a shame about that movie? Huh? Is that neither of the actors were actually nominated for best actor? That's a sure shot. Well, not necessarily that one, but if you're nominated for best picture, but then don't get nominated for best director, probably not going to. No, get not it. director. Like neither of the actors. No, I know, but I'm just saying. Well, you're you're right on that point. If if you don't get voted for the best actor, it's kind of like, is he, did you have the best picture? Then you know. It's even like I was looking at the best directors. And only three of these movies have like I think it's only three have nominations for best director. Yeah, so you, it's going to be one of those three movies. Then, I'm like. Which, Oh, okay. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, then in sixth place, I have Minari. Um, seventh place, Nomadland. And eighth place is Mank. And I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for Nomadland. Because, no, and or, Minari. Both those two you're going to get a lot of flack for. <laughs> okay, Minari, honestly, that one I don't. I don't like think I should get flack for. That one's just kind of like a, a dad's pipe dream. That didn't, like, to me, that, that wasn't a very strong film. However, I loved s- it. I don't know. <laughs> number seven, or Nomadland, I understand why people might like that film. Because it's a good film, like, in... It's just not super engaging. Correct. Which is, is just the point. That's I mean, I, I'll be honest, I checked the time a lot during that movie, but I still liked it. That's, like, my thing, is, like, I like to be engaged and excited. And, yeah, I, I know that when, when I describe that, it sounds like action flicks, but it's more than... It more does. Than, That's I why, I'm like, you just like movies with guns. <laughs> you're like, well, you're not wrong, but... <laughs> but I, I just like something that's, like unique and flavorful and you know it just has its own like 
you know, spirit. This one just kind of felt mundane. Like, its spirit was just like, here I am. Like, that's, <laughs> hey. Ah, uh, yes, on the road we go. Like, that's exactly I'm, what I'm, I'm fairly certain that that's going to win Best Picture. And that's what I wanted to get into. So, with, with all those, my uh, both our rankings out, um, we'll just, you want to you run through yours just real quick again with that commentary so that way we can get that. Nomadland, Minari, Sound of Metal, The Father, Promising Young Woman, Trial of Chicago 7, Jews and Black Messiah, and Mink. Okay, and then I had The Father, Promising Young Woman, Trial of Chicago 7, Sound of Metal, Judas and Black Messiah, Minari, Nomadland, and Mink. Well, now, we both don't think Mink should win. <laughs> no, definitely not. I, I'd be kind of disappointed in the Oscars if they, if they decided to I can, win. I can see him doing it just because it's you know they like movies about films. You know, and because the past few years that I've watched it, honestly, almost every, like, we, we've done a lot of Oscar things on Mondays. When, when, yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of them now. It seems like they, even though those ones about Hollywood, they don't just choose that. Like they like those, and they like to nominate them, but they don't choose them as based often on that. as you think. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, they like, I mean, they like love letters to Hollywood, so like things like the artists that we've watched and stuff, where it's like right. silent film going to sound or things about like actors. But because uh, the Mank, year... Mank, I just think isn't okay. Let me, let me go into this. They filmed Mank to be like an old school 1940s film, and I've seen a lot of 1940s films. And I would have probably liked Mink more if it was in color, if it was made like a modern movie, instead of trying to be like, quote unquote, artistic and trying to be like, look, you're watching a movie made like it's the 1940s. And it just if it's filmed like a modern film, right? And that kind of like dichotomy that didn't work. Yeah. I'm like, it kind of kills the feeling for me. It doesn't feel like a time period piece. It just feels like they're just adding filters onto stuff. You know me. I'm just not a huge fan of like that type of era stuff. I, it's just it's mostly because they just don't have you know it's it's along that same line as they don't have any like more, they don't have any like unique characteristics about the film that make them that make them pop they're just kind of like very dry and then especially the way they talk too I just don't understand like half of what they're saying like it just the words they, they, the dialogue they use yeah it's like it's like poetic dialogue and I just don't understand it it makes me like I have to think about a line every time every time they speak and I'm like I don't know what you're saying so that that's why um. Those didn't work for me, but what I do think they will win it, uh, what will win this year's Nomadland. I definitely think, with the amount of praise it's gone over the last year and a half, there's no, there's no way I'd see it losing. I also feel like I was a little harsh on it. I don't know. I think it might have been just like the way I was feeling a certain day, but I, I do think I was a little harsh on it. But um, my point stands nonetheless is I just didn't have as much of a fun, fun time with it as what I would have wanted. Uh, and I do think that that one will definitely win. I don't think Promising Young Woman has a chance. I don't think Charles Chicago 7 has a chance. The only... Uh, yeah, honestly, I see what you're saying. I think the only other contender would be Minari. I don't think Sound of Metal is going to win. I don't think The Father is going to win, even though I liked it a lot. I'm, I like The Father that was nominated alone. Sound of Metal, like, that blew me away. I'm so happy that I got nominated, too. Exactly. So, I mean, a lot of good films. Um, I'm going to put my... If I had to put five bucks on it, i put I put it on Nomadland. Oh, I, I 100% think Nomadland. I also put her from five bucks for getting Best Director as well. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Mainly, and this is going to sound horrible, but I feel like this year the Oscars are trying to make up for their whole whitewash shit, where it's just, like, white men winning everything. Because yeah. you'll notice this year there's a lot more women nominated and a lot more people of color. As they should. Like, I you mean, have, yeah. uh, I think his name is Raz Hamid, the guy who played the Sound of Metal, Ruben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's nominated for Best Actor, which fucking should be. That shit was amazing. Yeah, it was. Um, Steven Yoon, who was in Minari, got nominated. He's, like, the first Korean ever nominated for Best Actor. Like, I just feel like they're actually, like, trying, but it feels a little fakish. <laughs> I can see that. You know, I, I attribute part of that fakishness to not there not being as many films out this year. 
So they just nominated the best ones they've seen. And it just kind of seems awkward because there's not any other films. That... Okay, because a lot of these films, they're all these films are good, but some of them are like not Oscar caliber what you would expect. You know what I'm saying? I will say that compared to the movies that got nominated for last year, right. it's lesser quality for me because exactly. I'm like every single movie last year I watched. Like blew you away pretty much, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. Even the ones that like I didn't necessarily like. We had a comic book movie not for best picture last and year. I will say the Joker. Like, I didn't necessarily like Joker, but it was just it was mind blowing that it was even made. I love Joker. Well, I've only seen it one time in the theaters. That one time I've seen it, and I was like, I'm never gonna watch it again just because it was so unsettling to watch. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, so yeah, we talked about the Oscars there, and um, we're gonna actually go into our weekly movie watches because part of the Oscars we actually watched two of them. Um, I, Bryce had watched The Sound of Metal last week. I watched it this week, so I guess we could start off with that one. The Sound of Metal. Um, I'm going to let you go first because okay, you have a yeah, bone pick for this? You have a bone oh. with me. So. Okay. So, I, uh, I, I, was want, I was looking at this list, and it was saying movies that would be no, could be nominated for Best Picture. And I was like, oh, Sound of Metal. Well, that's on Amazon. I'll watch that. And also, um, Criterion got the rights to put, to put Sound of Metal in the Criterion Collection next year. So I was like, well, I'm going to watch it now, you know. That way I can knock two birds out with one stone if it got nominated. So I'm sitting there watching it with my wife, and we're both like, holy shit, this is so good. So I text Mitchell, and I was like, hey, man, I watched The Sound of Metal. It's really good. And he's like, yeah, I watched 15 minutes of it. I'm not going to like it. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I tried to watch a little more. This guy's an idiot. And I was like, bro, it's so fucking good. And then, like, as soon as the Oscars got announced, you were like, all right, I'm going to watch it. And then you're like, oh, man, this fucking shit's so good. I'm like, I fucking told you so. <laughs> yep, that's that's pretty much the, the, four, the uh, events there that happened. Dude, I, my my wife cried four fucking times watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you you know there's there's cries you can have where it's just like normal cries in a film. Nah, this is power. I <laughs> I, I literally sobbed like you know like, like was like gasping for air sobs, dude. Like when that when that scene, it's not a it's not really a huge spoiler, but um he he goes deaf film, if you didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's the main <laughs> this film, but you know he goes deaf. And um, I'll just say I'll just say the the car scene. I'll just say that you probably know what I'm talking about the car scene with well, with his girlfriend. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. I had to think. I was like, when were they in the car? Right. And <laughs> and the the car scene with his girlfriend, and you know, he, and then he starts crying, and you, you just like, I just lost it. I don't know what happened because I was like, okay. And here the reason I had said it the first time, I was being a little angsty that night. And I would watch it on my cell phone. So then I'm like, <laughs> I was watching it on my cell phone, and I'm like, okay, about a dude going deaf, whatever. And then and then he goes straight back into playing drums after he learns he he was going deaf. They told him not to be in loud music, and I was like, this is dumb. And <laughs> and then he didn't want to give up what he loved, man. And then you started talking about the uh, the sound in it, and I was like, dude, okay, holy that's fuck cool. shit, the sound design in this movie. Okay, I so it. I know I know my sound setup is a lot better than yours, sure, because I had like the speakers everywhere. I got like sure. seven point one. I don't think you do, but uh, dude, like that sound whenever his ears would start buzzing and shit, and it came through the speakers next to my head, I was like, "Oh fuck, shit, this is beautiful." <laughs> yeah, I mean, watching on your phone was one thing, but then when you said that, and I was like, "You know what? That's probably a good point. I gotta watch this on my TV." And the Oscar came out, so I was like, "Okay, I gotta bite my tongue and and actually watch this." Um, yeah, it was it was a really really good movie, and the more I'm, it's one of those films that like, okay, it was it was four stars for me, but then the more I sit with it, the more I'm like, I want to watch this again. I want to get another experience with it. Um, kind of like how Whiplash was with me. I gave it. I think I gave that a high score, and then I watched it again. I gave it a higher score, and then I watched it again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. The Sound of Metal is just an amazing experience. Yeah, I will say I felt like the third act wasn't nearly as good as the first two until the very end of the third act. 
Um, I don't know if I ever felt that. I kind of like. I I just felt like a continuation of everything. I didn't really feel like anything like. No, it's just it's point. just when he got back with his girlfriend. I was like, mm. you know, it it didn't feel like. It just felt strange. I don't know why. Because the way she was acting, it just felt very different from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It's like she. I don't want to go with spoilers, but yeah, yeah, you're but right. exactly. So, <laughs> uh, I would please, yeah, please check that out. Very good film. Um, definitely then, deserves the best actor nom that he got. Oh, I hundred percent agree. You know, I could see him winning that. I I really fucking hope he does because like, don't be wrong. Anthony yep. Hopkins got nominated too, and like both of them, like, I would I would, I would put both of them that's, together. That's where I would put uh, Anthony Hopkins was pretty good, but just from just from what he did in that film, I would I would give it to him. I would I, out of both Dude, of those. That, okay, so this is I don't think this is a huge spoiler, but that scene where he's like, I can't fucking hear you. I'm fucking deaf, and I was like, Oh my god, dude, this would fucking suck. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like every scene, but no, I know. No, I think but like, I know, but like I know he's in the about. he's in the um van and the they're camper. talking. Yeah, and they're talking. And she's yeah. like, I can't. He can't. He's like, I can't fucking hear you. I'm fucking deaf, and I was like, Shit, dude. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine the pressure of that. No, like, dude. just suddenly it's just gone. No, I, I, yeah, absolutely amazing movie. It's it's one of those films that you watch and you're like I don't I don't know if I can watch it again because it's just so, it's heartbreaking and, and, and hard. And, and I'm definitely gonna rewatch it when Criterion releases it 100 freaking percent. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as as soon as I get it, I'm like Jada, we're watching this tonight. <laughs> it's well, like like uh, what, what uh, kind of like um, 13 Reasons Why. Like I just couldn't watch that. I can never watch that again. It's just so, it's so like. I don't know, mind altering, but um, so yeah, so that was good. And then the father, also a really good film. Dude, this okay, is, I didn't think you were gonna like this one. I know you didn't. I was like, you're like, I'm gonna see the father, and I texted you. I was like, yeah, Jaden, I don't think you're gonna like that. Part of me, part of me was like, fuck you, I'm just gonna like it because I want to like it. But <laughs> with Tom and Jerry. <laughs> all right, exactly. <laughs> no, but I, I went in there myself. and I was like, not fair. Just like breathe and then just drop whatever you're having. Just like sit and watch the movie and how it, if it hits you, it hits you. So I did. It's, and it's honestly, like, um, this film is fucking f- phenomenally crazy. It's just weird, dude. Like, okay, you are basically like having Alzheimer's yourself while watching this film, and it's it's nuts. Like, I was like, what? Every like every five minutes, I had like my brain started hurting, and I was like, this is probably like not the thing you want to hear in a movie, but it did. I was like, my my head started hurting. I'm like, what is going on? I was like, I don't like. Are my eyes okay? Is my brain okay? Like. Dude, I started questioning myself. Okay, so this is where it gets kind of personal for me and Jada. We both worked in uh, nursing homes. Oh, true. And Jada, my wife is a CNA, so she like I looked over and you know, I I didn't cry or anything during this movie. I was like, you know, whatever. But man, she would not stop crying through the entire thing. <laughs> I could see that, dude. That makes sense, yeah, especially with that connection. I was like, you to- deal with this like in person, like the amount of like. Realness, yeah. Like yeah. she's, Authentic- she's watching her. She's watching what she does for a living on screen. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I can see how it'd be especially power, especially powerful for that for her. Um, but even Mia, who's just like never experienced this before, I think just the way the film is shot and they how push they push you in his shoes, man. They do, and it, it's not even just like it, it's. I don't know how to explain it because it's not even like you just like. You know, it's not like they're just carrying you through this film with with just watching what this guy does in his life. It's just like. It's like you, you, you are him. Yeah, you you're lose, in his mind. You lose track of time. You lose track of what's happening. You lose track of where you are. You lose track of who people are. <laughs> like it very much reminds me of kind of like Get Out almost. Dude, it's so trippy. It's so fucking. I like wonder a horror film almost. I wonder what other movies that guy. Like like if made. you did that type of film in like a horror setting and you you know that would be insane. Like if you did that, but just with a darker twist. Oh, holy you know? fucking shit, dude! This was the director's first movie apparently, or at least wow. according to Letterbox. Yeah, well, that sound, that's crazy, dude. Because he's got something about a, a tale in adolescent depression, but has no fucking... What's his name? It is Florian Zeller. 
That's crazy, man. But yeah, that'd be it's it's a really good film. I'd also check that one out because it's just if if you're in for a wild ride one night, just like sit down with sit down and just he's got he's got in. like a he's got a theme with his name as his movies. We got the father, and the son, the son. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Wait for the Holy Spirit. Oh my God! The father, son. If I swear if that's his next film, we're just like I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Um, very good, very good film. But uh, so yeah, I'm just mad that like oh, I'm not mad. I'm so happy this got released in theaters when it did. Because it just came out yeah, in theaters. And it did, like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, that has really good ratings. I got to go watch that. You know what's funny is I wasn't going to watch this, and then it came out as an Oscar nomination, and I'm like, oh, okay, Bryce. <laughs> I guess I got to bite my tongue again. Like, <laughs> I was like, it could be nominated. You're like, who cares? And then you're like, fuck. <laughs> that, yeah, that's. I need to start having better reactions to things you tell me. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, Bryce, what are you watching? Random movies again? <laughs> I was like, I'm just being salty for no reason. And then uh, I know you watched uh, the other new Tom Holland film. I did. I watched Tommy Holland, my little Tommy boy. Um, watched him in Cherry. A lot of people do not like this film, but I love it. Uh, the clips I've seen, I don't like it. Okay, he let's looked, just say this. Uh, he looks... Oh, God. You know what? We've talked about this before. We talked about this with um, Chaos Walking. Yeah. He does not look like a man. He is a fucking 15-year-old boy. I don't care what movie oh. he's in. I don't care anything he does. He is fucking Peter Parker. Okay. Spider-Man. Good point, and I understand that. <laughs> However, I don't know what why it worked so well it did, but they did not seem as young as what you think. And I think the reason I think is because they were they were freshmen in college. They like just got into college and fresh as as freshmen. And so they seem like right on that cusp of, you know, they're still kind of young and I was like it makes sense. Like it it barely worked for me. I don't care. I don't like it. I'll you know, watch it eventually, but I'm not trying to rush I, for no, it. I see. I agree with you, and like that's how I felt going into it. Like they're too young; it's not going to work, and it did. So that's why I was like, "Don't let that deter you." Sierra um, Bravo just however, does not look old enough to be doing anything. Honestly, and I thought so too, but it, it works, and I don't, the way the way they shoot it works. However, that being said, on, is on the that, character's name Pills and Coke? <laughs> well, let me read. <laughs> that's something. However, you may not their age may not have played a factor. However. Let me just read you my review because that is the best way I'm gonna be able to. Um, oh god, wrap that's this a up. long fucking review. I'm not reading the whole thing. Okay, I was like, that's four paragraphs, Mitchell. That's perfect. <laughs> I'm not reading the whole thing. Just, just like, okay. So, if you can't decide what type of film to watch tonight, choose Cherry. It's a romantic love story wrapped up in a gruesome war tale with the after effects of PTSD in the form of, dr- of a drug addiction story, resulting in a heist film concluding with a prison film. I'm gonna watch it when it comes out on Blu-ray. If it ever comes out in Blu-ray. Well, it's on Apple TV Plus, so yeah, I'm not probably getting Apple TV. I just got—I didn't really get it either. I just used the seven-day free trial. That's what I have, and I need to watch Wolf Walkers as well, but I'm not rushing into it. Um, it's disjointed. This film is separated into five different parts, six different parts. I don't know. There, there's four. There's, mm, it says four. It says four, but then you you watch the film, and there's like different. It's it's there's like epilogue, and there's a, there's an intro, so it's six actually, but um. <laughs> Yeah, it goes like intro, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, epilogue. Um, it's, I don't know, man. I really liked it. I gave it three and a half stars because just a lot of the cinematography that they used was really interesting. And I liked Tom Holland and, and the main other, I mean, check, I forgot him again. Um, <laughs> See your heart, Bravo. Yeah. And uh, however, it's just so awkward. Like the film is just like, doesn't fit well. All the, throughout all the pieces, it doesn't flow well. However, if you can get, if you can like reset yourself at each chapter, it's each chapter is really good. 
So, I mean, I don't know. If, you, if you're trying to watch it as, like, a full movie, like, just, like, all the way through, you might not, like, like it that much. It doesn't know. flow I'll well. I'll wait. I don't yeah. think I watched anything, really. I've been having a lot of personal stuff. It's one of those things is, like, I want people to watch it because I, I want to know what they think. Like, because I haven't talked to anybody that – well, I don't really know anybody that's seen it because – but I want someone to watch it because I don't know, like, why some people wouldn't like it beyond the, that reasons. Like, uh, so – but – It'll be interesting to see. I'll have to look more reviews. And see we did watch another Best Picture winner on Monday. We watched The Hurt Locker. Oh, yeah, you did. By Catherine Bigelow, the only woman ever to win an Oscar for Best Director. Yeah, what did you think of that? Jeremy Renner is not a guy that could be a badass. <laughs> he seems kind of played me. Dude, he's in, this, in this movie, every single scene he's in, he has a cigarette in his mouth. He's looking off in the distance like a badass, sunglasses and shit. I'm like... Jamie Renner just can't pull it off, man. He just can't pull it off. Uh, Anthony Mackie's in it, though. You're and not was, Carl Urban. Yeah, Anthony Mackie's in it. He's pretty cool. Um, when is he? When, wow. When isn't he, though? Synchronic. Synchronic is pretty good with him. That's what I'm saying. He was good enough. But, uh, no, like, I don't know. It's a, not what I thought it was going to be, considering, like, the amount of praise Hurt Locker has, especially with women being the first woman ever to win Best Director. And I think my review was so simple. It was just like, you know what? I cannot see Jeremy Renner as a quote-unquote badass, and they tried so hard to make him one. Yeah. And he's the main fucking character. Jeremy Renner is, I like him, but also it's like, he just seems sort of like Tom Cruise reject. Oh, no, Sorry, it, Jeremy Renner. Like, I, if you ever hear this, I love you, but. This film tries to, like, get PTSD, people want to go home, people that can't live civilian life anymore. Cherry. It's just, I don't know, man, I just didn't, <laughs> I didn't vibe with it. I'm laughing because honestly, you could name any, you could say any type of film, and I could just say Cherry, and that's how that's because it's like every type of film. Anyways, um, I don't know. It was a I don't know. For me, it was a very meh Best Picture winner. Okay, I can see that. I don't know what other guy, I don't know what else got nominated for this year though. I can look it up. It was, I just I I was like whatever for this. Uh, the King's heard... Speech, the one we watched that came out, they got Best Picture after this one, way fucking better. Oh okay, I've heard yeah I've heard. Hurt Locker before I just never watched it. I've been wanting to watch it just for the fact it's the first woman ever won Best Director, and I just I was not, I was not impressed. Not in the slightest. I've I, I don't know I've seen a lot of Best Picture winners now, so I'm just kind of like yeah, there's been better ones. That's how I feel about. Well, actually, this some of the ones that stack up against this year. This year's pretty. Good. Um, you ready for what got nominated for Best Picture this year? Sure. I'll start. I'll start from the bottom. Up in the air. Don't know what that is. Nope. Up. Okay, fair. A Serious Man with by the Coen Brothers, so I guess that's pretty good. Precious. Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> An Education. District 9. The Blind Side. And Avatar. Along with the Hurt Locker. Wait, Avatar like the... Blue People Avatar. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me see this again. But... What? Oh 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 oh! It, wait, what? Inglourious, it got it got nominated. Glorious bastards. That's not. Glorious bastards. That's not Quentin Tarantino's thing, is it? I mean, yeah, it is. I'm so confused. I thought that came out like way before that. No, 2009. Weird. But, what was the other film was about there? I thought I, I swear <laughs> I heard films in that didn't come out in 2009. Anyways, but Avatar didn't win Best Picture. And it's the highest grossing film of all time. What's crazier to me is that Up was nominated for the, an Up, an animated film was nominated for Best Picture. There's been a couple of that way. I know, but like, it's just uh, like... 2010, Toy Story 3 was nominated for Best Picture. It's just very rare you see an animated film nominated for Best Picture. 
Every single nominated film that I've seen that's animated are all Pixar films. Especially because it's like there's a there's a animated section. Oh yeah, they they never you know, win. You know, if an animated film is nominated in Best Picture, it's gonna win the the animated Best Picture. I mean, Best Animated Picture's only been around since like 2001. Yeah, that's true. But, cool. but yeah, no, Heart Locker, very mad for me. The next one is uh, the next new one we're watching is Slumdog Millionaire, so that should be better. Ooh. And the old one we're watching is Sound of Music. <laughs> yeah, I like Sound of Music, but it's not worth watching for four hours. It's only three. It's enough. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm really tempted to make all of our friends watch the nominated movies. That's but funny. I'm like, I don't really want to watch those all again right now. That's fair. Um, no, I'd watch Trial of Chicago 7 and refresh my head. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll say that next time. Yeah, I, I, I agree too. Um, so with that down, we're gonna move on to our film verse feature. Each week we pick a movie that. <laughs> we, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Each week we pick a movie that the other person wants to watch, but we're not doing that today. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that today. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> last week, well, yeah, last week you you heard our friend Micah Grubbs. He was on the podcast with us. Um, he was visiting. He's in the Air Force, visiting in town for a month. Um, he couldn't <laughs> join us tonight because uh, he found out he had he had to get shipped overseas, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, and uh, so he had some stuff he had to take care of. However, he chose us a movie for us. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He chose us. Uh, well, I guess I don't know if I would call it a film. It's kind of an insult to cinema, but it's called. Oh, it's, oh, oh! I thought this was our picking and not our actual one. So I was laughing because I thought we were about to ask you know who. Oh. <laughs> no, oh, well, yeah. I'm yeah. caught up now. I'm sorry. I thought we were like, oh yeah, let's announce it. <laughs> like, we're talking about it. That's how bad this movie was. Is I forgot about it. No, we were we, we were <laughs> planning just to skip this segment because it's te- it's that bad. Nicholas Cage's Vampire's Kiss. First of all, I just hate you, Micah, for making us watch this. Like, if you don't watch this, it's just unfair. Um, but Mitchell, it, is, it was so good. Five star rating. Yeah, five stars. Just five stars, and please blow up movie theaters and never have cinema made again. It's not even a box office bomb. It won like seven million dollars. Remember? <laughs> yeah, this film is atrocious. Not a shred of decency in it. No, and it did not. Just so I'm not lying to everyone, it did not do good at box office. It did terrible. It yeah. was on a two million dollar budget and got seventy seven hundred and thirty five thousand dollars. Guys, just think about that. Two million dollar budget, right? <laughs> you, okay. Just put put that in perspective. A Avengers Endgame, two hundred and fifty million dollars. Close to three hundred actually an, I think. Like I think an episode of WandaVision has a higher budget than that movie. Yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly. An episode of WandaVision is like because what? I think they spent a hundred million on each episode, on each, on we each season, we have Google, so we can find six, out. Six, so one division, six episode, sixty million no, budget. Each episode is reported to have a budget as much as twenty-five million dollars. Twenty-five million dollars for one episode of WandaVision. You could have twelve yeah. Nicolas Cage movies for that. Just budget. think about this. Think about. Okay, but think about this. <laughs> Thirty minutes, twenty-five million dollars. That's why it's such good quality. Hour and a half. Two million dollars <laughs> and complete garbage. You didn't like the scene where he no. like. <laughs> it was, you know, no. Scene I was gonna say I was just gonna be like the scene where he uh he uh, he tried to rape the girl in the bathroom of the building. <laughs> yeah, please never. Nobody ever watches film again. Just, or where he no. killed a woman with plastic veins. The scene where he yelled the alphabet like a child. 
You know, the movie was horrible. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to try to be like, oh, look how funny I am. Honestly, it was, kind of, it was kind of insulting, let's be honest. <laughs> right? I laughed so much just at how bad it was. <laughs> but it wasn't bad as in, like, bad entertaining. It, it was just bad. It just makes me mad that somebody made this film, put it out, and so thought somebody might enjoy it. Am I going to even get to be here and suffer with it? No, don't worry. I, I just see him burning in the pits of hell for the, for, for making me watch this. That's okay. That's okay, because I was going to pick another one, but then I decided that, like, yeah. I didn't want to watch a Nicolas Cage movie. I'm so glad, because watch the next one. <laughs> so, uh, we have a surprise for you. We decided not to pick a, a filmer's feature this, this week, at least by uh, our own minds. We're going to use too some much AI. pressure. We're going we're gonna to cheap out. We're going to cheap oh out. So, um, watch Bryce, it be Lord of the Rings. No, oh, my gosh. No, watch it be another Nicolas Cage movie. Bryce, I'm going to let you do the <coughs> honors there. Um, if you want to ask our Mrs. Amazon um, what she wants us to, to watch next week. Alexa, pick a random movie. Here is a movie. How high? How high? That's what film we're going to watch. We decided that whatever it, whatever it is, we're going to watch it. All right. And, uh, Okay. Multi-platinum rap superstars Redman and Method Man start as Jamal and Silas. Let's see, less oh, two regular guys who smoke terrible. something magical, ace their college entrance exams, and wind up at Harvard. Ivy League ways are strange, <laughs> but these guys take it in stride until their supply of supernatural smoke runs dry. Then, when they have to start living by their wits and rely on the natural resources to make the grade. Oh God. You know what? I'm, you know, you know it's I'm gonna a love this movie. I love it so much. Yep, this is perfect. All the other movies we got were like it, two and a half hour long, it, and now this one's ninety one minutes. It literally says comedy stoner. <laughs> I love it, and the ratings are pretty average. So you know, make your own choice. Welcome to Good Burger. Home of the Good Burger. How can I take your order? Dude, that's <laughs> immediately what I thought of when it said how high. I was like, oh no, it's gonna be like a good. Oh my god, they made a sequel to it. Oh my god, this is beautiful. And the sequel came out twenty nineteen, and it stars Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty. So we have Mike Epps. Method Man, Redman, Lark Voorhees, Essence Atkins. I don't know any of these people, but I guess I'm going to. I'm going to. <laughs> All right. Uh, Method Man Method Man is in a Jane Silent Bob movie. <gasps> Jane Silent Bob. But we're not doing that because I want to do something different. Yeah, same. Redman. Oh, my God. They're all in a – they're both in a, the Jane Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, hey. Um, Oba Baba Tunde <laughs> was in Silence of the Lambs. Oh, wow. Don't know of who, but he was there. And then Mike Epps is in The Hangover. Sweet. And Resident Evil. He was oh, also nice. in The black Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is supposed to be a really good movie. And Dolomite Is My Name, the one that Eddie Ooh. Murphy did like, a couple years ago. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us as we talk the 2021 Oscars, discuss the most recent movie releases, and Cherry, dive deep into the film verse about Vampire's Kiss and talk about uh, what is Sound of Metal and, and The Father. It, new episodes come out every Tuesday, so be sure to follow us and turn on notifications to get updates every time we post. If you want to keep up with our activities outside the airwaves, you can stalk us on Instagram at Into the Filmverse Podcast. Bryce, where can people follow you and your wonderful adventures? Well, you can follow me on. God, I was I forgot what Letterbox was. <laughs> follow me on Letterbox at Pain Reviews, P A Y N E Reviews, Instagram at Pain Love Cinema, and Twitter at Sanguine Films. All right. I hope, hope you guys go and click subscribe on his channels. <laughs> and you can stay connected with me, Mitchell Chandler, by simply following me on Facebook and Instagram at Author Mitchell Chandler, on Twitter at Mitchell Chandler, 
and a letterboxed at <laughs> I forgot my own face Mitchell, Mitchell uh, and a letterboxed at Mitch Reviews and of course my name is spelled very weirdly so it's M-Y-T-C-H-E-L yeah there's no movies on Letterboxd called Mitchell <laughs> there is some Bryce films though but <laughs> that is all for this week our fellow cinephiles and until next time Excelsior, Excelsior!